Welcome, my lords, to the Well-Earned Comforts Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Seth. Thank you for joining us on the Walls of Isengard as we explore the many works of Tolkien and, of course, discuss life. We're glad to have you as part of the Fellowship as there's no telling where we'll be swept off to. And it's been a little while since Seth and I have been swept off to anything as there's been a big uh, change in the life of my own life. Uh, Seth's been really busy with work and school and another work as well, and we'll get into all of that in the uh, in the babbling like Butterbur here uh, in just a second. So I'll just jump in with, with you, Seth. I'm going to check in first for you. What is new? How you doing? Are you just growing something here? Or what, what What's going on in your face there? I mean, if you're jumping right to that, uh, I don't work <laughs> until tomorrow. I had today off, and so it comes in a little bit. You know, this is about as bad as it can get. Kind of hits okay. a screeching halt and then gets a little patchy, but... No, I'll be freshly shaven for work tomorrow. Don't you worry. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were trying to get a head start on uh, No Shave November or something, you know, trying to look look good or, or what, but. No, not even a little bit. We all know how that would turn out. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, that's for thing, whatever reason, every... the only one. Uh, well, that's just because he's been growing it out for six years or whatever. Hey, he committed to it. Every everybody up here in Michigan has like a great beard. I don't know if it's like the heritage or just the fact that mm-hmm. it's a colder climate, but everybody up here has a great beard. And then all my coworkers make fun of me for it. Cause I just can't grow one. I've heard the, the wives tale of mustard on the chest. You maybe could give that a try. Um, you know, just smear mustard on your chest. Actually, that's for chest hair. I guess you'd smear mustard on your face and just leave it there. <laughs> like, so. what are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. All right, how oh, you doing? Man. What is new? I mean, you like, like, oh, like I said, man. you've been real busy, but what's what's going on? Well, nothing uh, anywhere near what you've been doing. Uh, but I have recently started up school again, which is a lot. And I also started up another job, which is basically like picking up an extra 12 hour shift a week. So I'm really working kind of like four twelves and then starting school on top of that. So, uh, just assignments all the time. And, uh, especially with this new job, I'm actually having to grade students and teach them in clinical and understand things from their perspective. I can teach it the way I would at work, but that's different than how you're going to teach it. Sure. Sure. So, it's mm. a lot more work than I initially thought it was going to be. But I think once I get in the groove of everything, I think it'll get a little bit better. But as a whole, it's not terrible. <laughs> Is that busy. something you can do online or how are you like, are you teaching them in person? It's in person. I'm a clinical instructor. So we go to clinical sites with them. And then I also teach them in, in their uh, skills lab. Is that the same hospital where you work at? No, it's for a school out here in Michigan. Oh, okay. It's actually wow. the same school that I am going to school at. So, oh, right, because right, I'm, right. Yeah, because I'm an employee there now. Technically, I get a good discount on tuition. So nice. We're just nice. trying to get through another another degree with as little debt as possible. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh, sp- anyways, speaking of that, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yep, sorry, sorry. You, I, I beat you to the transition. I apologize. Uh, but speaking of tuition, uh, I am finishing up a class today, and then I have two more classes till my bachelor's, which I'm going to take both at the same time. Get that knocked out. November 5th is when I should be receiving my bachelor's. A uh, long time coming. Really? Finally should get it. So there's that. Uh, you've been working on um, that for years. Yeah, yeah. It's been a slow roll. But 
I mean, I don't really need it for any reason, but it's just going to be nice to have for the future, depending on whatever I, I decide to do. But that's not the really important news I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a uh, a brand new halfling or 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 octoling, what, whatever. He's tiny. He's very very small. <laughs> yeah, keep trying I, on that one. <laughs> yeah, Baron Paul Moldenhauer was born on Friday, August eighteenth. Seven pounds, five ounces, just uh, the the best thing in the world. Uh, it's been such an awesome opportunity to raise him and just see what it's like to jump into parenthood, something that you've already done, something that uh, obviously people in our lives have already done and survived, but I was very, very scared to do so. But um, obviously jumping into it has been such a blessing. Uh, getting to see Ariel with him, she's such a good mom, and the way that she loves him and cares for him and you know those 2 a.m 4 a.m feedings and stuff she's just perks right up gets him i mean maybe not perks right up but she's yeah she's <laughs> up and ready to go with him and and just always gracious to him and it's it's been a lot of fun it's obviously still in that stage he's three weeks old so you know still in that stage of just eat sleep poop and cry when i need something which i've quickly realized his needs are vastly more important than mine and anything that I feel like I quote unquote need, um, specifically like around like working out and, and exercise and stuff. I've, I've still been doing what I can. Um, oftentimes I'll just yep. like run around the neighborhood to get something. Uh, Aaron and I went to the gym actually today. We took him with us. Um, our, our gym owner is so cool. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like bring him over and just keep him in the car, in the car seat. And so I was doing squats and, uh, he's, he's off probably, you know, seven feet away from me in the corner away from everybody, but I'm mm. on my last set and I just hear him start crying. I'm like, crap, <laughs> like a little distracting as I'm, you know, got 315 pounds on my back, but you know, no big deal. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been such a fun time parenting and, uh, just getting into that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. We, you know, started the podcast a while back when even a fair amount, I believe before Amanda got pregnant. And so yeah. we kind of went through Amanda's pregnancy and me stepping into fatherhood and now all of Ariel's pregnancy and you stepping into fatherhood. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool to like have little time stamps, I guess, on this podcast yeah. of those moments. But what was, what was your initial reaction with, I'm not going to get too graphic, but as soon as that <laughs> head popped out and just like leapt out at you, what was like, what went through your mind in that, that very uh, split second? This is just an absolute miracle. The whole process was wild. Ariel went into labor a couple hours after we got back from students on Wednesday night. Uh, our fall kickoff, we had our first week with students, and we went to bed around 10.30. Then she went into labor about about 12.30 uh, a.m. on Thursday. And then he was born Friday uh, at 9, 9.13. So, yeah, it was a long, grueling process. Ariel made it almost uh, an entire day without an epidural. She made it to 23 hours when she was just a exhausted and spent and in the most pain I've ever seen like I was brought to tears by the amount of pain she was in every contraction and so uh, thankfully we made that call to get the epidural she was able to get a couple hours of sleep and then get back to it but that epidural did wear off later on um, a couple times actually and then by the time pushing came that was all natural too so well, I was thinking to myself like there's no way anyone can't believe in a divine creator right now because like how this whole, I mean, I could barely see because there was so many tears in my face. Like I was wiping away tears as I was seeing this thing pop out of her. Like, cause she's, you know, she's grunting and pushing. Like she's exerting so much physical pain because the epidural had already wore off by the time she started pushing. And so like she's in pain yeah. and you know, it's just obviously, like you said, there's a lot of graphics to it, but just the, 
the side itself as he's his head starts popping out and he he came out he had actually the cord around his neck thankfully it wasn't anything too oh, scary wow. but the doctor like she she caught him and then just like what like started spinning him around to get the cord out of his neck and i was like what is happening <laughs> like why are you doing this to my child uh but as soon as she did that she like laid him right on uh ariel ariel's chest and at that moment it was just tears streaming down my face i'm like this is amazing absolute miracle like i i just time stood still in a weird way like nothing else mattered yeah. i couldn't think of anything yeah. else other than like you're here i've waited so long for you i've, I've wondered what you've looked like i've you know i've been so excited to meet you all i've been feeling were the kicks on the stomach you know i had no real mm-hmm. i mean for the guy at least there's not a whole lot of connection to it until it's until it's out like obviously i loved him i knew he was he was coming i was excited for him but to actually see him to hold his little hands and uh to make him scream because you have to make him cry right away um that's what they did they like kind of like rubbed his back till he started crying and and just seeing that happen like oh man it was life-changing a random aside do you know the reason they make him cry it's so that it can start breathing right they figure out like they need to in a way, breathe out in the in instead of like the amniotic fluid, it's it's actual oxygen they're trying to breathe in, right? Kind of. I mean, they practice breathing through, you know, quite frankly, drinking their own pee, hmm. um, okay. while in utero. <laughs> but the screaming, the increase in pressure uh, when they scream, actually shuts off the fetal circulation. Hmm. And makes it so that their lungs are now activated. Because if you think about it, they're breathing in fluid and utero yeah. because their lungs are not functional mm-hmm. yet. But now uh, you need the blood supply to, instead of bypassing the lungs, you need to re-divert it to the lungs. Okay. And when they scream the first you know, couple seconds of life, uh, the body actually kicks in and blocks off that uh, that pathway that it was using and now the lungs are are active wow it's actually a pretty remarkable thing yeah see again there's just so much there that like this is a divine like there's no yeah. other way to explain this this is just such an incredible incredible thing um so yeah it was it was awesome and, it, and that was after 33 hours of labor for her too so like we were exhausted we had hardly slept at all she was in so much pain and discomfort and we'd been in that hospital yeah. forever and so to see it finally come to fruition, like the culmination point, it was like, yes, here we are. Like it was just so much sweeter. I bet I'm I'm thrilled for you guys. I can't wait to meet him. Like the pictures that you keep sending us and just posting, you know, to the group, the family group chat. I was like, you know, a lot of babies really are not that cute. Obviously, <laughs> I thought Evelyn was the most beautiful yeah, thing in the yeah. world, but he was also my kid. But it's like a lot of babies just kind of look like aliens. Mm-hmm. And he's still got a little bit of that, but it's like, you know what? He's, he's actually a yeah. cute little baby. He really is. Absolutely. He's a good looking. We kid. were, I was a little nervous about that. I was like, if he's going to be ugly, will I actually believe he, he's ugly or like, will I believe he's like, like, because it's my kid, you know? Cause I've seen people like, Oh, he's the most yeah. beautiful thing in the world. I'm like, he's ugly is I'll get out. But yeah, but, I'm glad you feel that way about your yeah. child. You're wrong, but I'm glad you feel <laughs> exactly. that way. <laughs> so I'm glad I don't have to feel like the uh, if if then because you're not the only person to tell us that. Everyone is saying he's such a beautiful boy. I'm like, yes, he is. He looks like his mom, but he he yes, he's very very uh, handsome, if you will. But indeed, he is. 
That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. Thanks, man. I can't wait for him to meet all the cousins and get to hang out with, with Evelyn like we saw in Michigan just with... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's going to be so much fun just watching them interact together. But yeah, that's a, that's sure. probably plenty of babbling. Uh, I could keep going on and on for days <laughs> about how amazing my wife is and how awesome it is having a having a son. But let's jump into some riddles in the dark for you all. Um, if you're new to the podcast, it's the segment where, or I guess podcast or YouTube channel at this point, a segment where we take our three-in-one Lord of the Rings book and find some dialogue to try to stump the other person with uh, to see if we can figure out who's talking, what part of the book, and the context in that. So, uh, without further ado, see if Seth can find something faster than he did the last time we did this podcast. I can, because I my brain was randomly thinking about a part of the books <laughs> earlier, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to use this today. So it's not r- completely wow. random. Cheating, um, I see, but yeah, a little bit. So, I'll give you. Are you still looking? Uh, I got some that's good. All right, you go first, and then I'll hit you. Oh, up. you want me to go? Okay, okay. <clears throat> let's see, let's start from let's start from this. His message is less bad than I thought, if not good, he said. He says that if you would prefer it to standing on my head, you might show me around the city. Ah, hmm. That is when Pippin is talking, and I always forget this kid's name. Uh, he's the son of the. Of I was gonna say, I'll give you. you, you I was give you. I'll give you points if you know his dad's name. Oh, it's not like it's like Belagund or Baragund or something like that. It's Baragund, yeah, isn't it? Baragund. Okay, I was like, I know it's close. What is his name? I forget that little kid. That's actually one of my favorite scenes of that book yep. because the, like the way Tolkien describes it, like the kid gets a light of like fire in his eyes. Like he's being challenged and Pippin tries to scare him and he actually does. And he's like, eh, but don't also believe what you, what you hear from everybody. Yep. Yeah. No, Pippin laughed. Don't believe what strangers say of themselves either. I am not a fighter, but would be more, be politer in any case for the challenger to say who he is. The boy drew himself up proudly. I am Burgle, son of Bergund, ah. or or Burgle, okay. Burgle. I think it's Burgle. Yeah, I don't know. Burgle, son of Baragund. Yeah, Baragund. Okay, I I can never remember that guy's name. I don't know why, but there's like a mental block there. <laughs> I love that part too. All I right. get why again. Peter Jackson couldn't keep him in there. It's just a lot to add on to a four-hour movie already. Yeah. But that's a really fun segment there. It's such a fun scene in the books. I love it. Ah, okay. All right, cheater, go for it. Part of me wants to use this guy's name because there's zero chance you're gonna get it. Such little um, faith. Wow. No, just give it. Just give it to me. Right, give it to me. Well, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'm gonna be real impressed if you get this. All, all right. right. Do you remember the wild man's words, Lord? Said another. I live upon the open wold in days of peace blank is my name and to me also the air brings messages already the wind is turning there's a breath that comes out of the south and there's a sea tang in it faint though it may be the morning will bring new messages above the reek it will be dawn when you pass the wall hanbury han nope. no okay i wasn't sure the wild man got me there on that one um he's referencing the wild man's words which Han bully Han would be, or gone bully gone, yeah, or however yeah. you say it, uh, would be the wild man that he's referencing. Okay. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, the King Thaden was the one who went through that with Amer and Durnhelm. Is it Durnhelm? No. No. Okay. It's literally, I'm, it's the only time in the entire books that this guy's mentioned. <laughs> hmm. He's like one of those characters that Tolkien gives a name to just because he can't be like, he said about some random guy. Oh, he has sure. to actually give him a name. Sure. Shoot. Well, so it's, it's Return of the King is the third, it's third book. Um, so the wild man, that would be past tense. So, uh, I got nothing. Yeah. I, you, yeah. I, I don't know. That's fair. What about the context? He's talking about like the words of them as they're approaching the gate. So would that be the ride of the Rohirrim as like the, the chapter name? Yeah. Um, when they're on their yep. way, they had to pass through the wild because they went forward. They're like spies and they're like, Hey, we know like we can go through and see what's going on. And then they come back and tell them like the siege, what's happening at Minas Tirith. So is it? Yeah. I remember. Cause they, they take that secret passageway that yeah. Han, Han shows yeah. them through. Yeah. So you've got the context perfectly. Um, the reason you can't get this guy's name is it's weed Farah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I don't know why, but I was thinking about that. This part earlier, I haven't even listened to the books for a while, but the way um, it's read in the audio book, like the way he's, this scene is spoken. I guess the voice that the narrator uses for this guy is just so like, it sticks in my head really well. And I was like, his name's willed Farah or something like that. I was like, I got to find out his name. So, wow. I wouldn't even have gotten that. I've gotten close, but I would not have gotten. So that. he's, is he talking to Thaden then at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. He's just like speaking up about like, Hey, I am. It's what he's referencing. He's like, there's a sea tang in it. And, is Tolkien doesn't explicitly say this, but he's referencing Aragorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, so is that just another Rohirrim then, or is it one of the Wildmen? He's just one of the Rohirrim, I okay. think. Probably one of the guys in Theoden's guard. Gotcha. That's he also has to introduce himself, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that always happens. I feel like with he's Tolkien's got so many of those just like random characters. I love how he names them all, though. You know, it's not just like. He the does. random, you know, rider of the guard or guard. Yeah, they just he he gives them a name and an identity, and I'm sure if we looked him up, we could actually find more history on him and where he comes from and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, right, yeah, all right. Well, that's good. I don't know that there is much on that guy, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, all right. So moving forward, Sam and I didn't really have any lore as we jump into the meat and potatoes here. We didn't really have any lore uh, to talk about because we've been so busy. Um, trying to figure out life on both our fronts. And so we're just going to have some fun with today. I found a quiz here. It's 32 questions long, but it'll, it'll go pretty quick. It's kind of a rapid fire quiz that I'm going to put Sam through. And then we also found some Lord of the Rings FAQs that will kind of give our own, our own ideas on some of them uh, and just explain them from our own perspective. You know, it took me until probably senior year of high school to realize don't say what you're about to say. Don't, say don't admit means <laughs> frequently asked questions and not like a fax you send to what people <laughs> i thought it was just like part of a fax <laughs> you send people because dad always dad would always fax stuff over to people and i just assumed a fax yeah, a yeah f- there's a difference between a q and an well, x i know that i just i don't know i assumed it was the same thing <laughs> took me a while 
Did you say senior year? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll just move on. <laughs> Appreciate you trying to All right. keep my pride alive. <laughs> so, this, this quiz is broken down. It's uh, broken out into different sections. First one is simple, and it says, as simple as life gets in the Shire. Hmm. Intermediate should be fine for real fans. Advanced is tougher than Urukai armor. Ooh. And impossible is one question, and it says a trivia question fit for the Dark Lord. Well, awesome. And it's actually a really easy trivia question, so you better get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are in reference to the movies from what I could gather more so than the books. Mm, okay. So question right. number one. Which two members of the Fellowship are cousins? That would be Marriott Brandybook and Peregrine Took. But they're also cousins Correct. to Frodo. Gimli. So I don't know if that's what they're referring to. Well done. Nope, you got it correct, but I was wondering if you had mentioned that. Well done. Thank you. What is Gimli's father's name? Gimli, son of Gloin. There you go. What is Sam's profession? He's a gardener. A gardener? <laughs> <laughs> what king refused to throw the ring into Mount Doom? Isildur! <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Who is the king of Rohan? <laughs> king Theoden. What is the name of Sauron's sidekick slash assistant? Grima Wormtongue. And real quick, I'm going to interrupt. That is correct. Um, <laughs> there's this guy on Twitter that I absolutely love his his Twitter account. It's Middle Earth Mixer. Mm, yeah. um, you've probably started following him, but he's a Tolkien. I don't know anonymous account on on twitter and anytime somebody comes at him with like a horrible opinion he uses the six second video clip of uh theoden and aragorn and everybody throwing grima <laughs> down the stairs and he just he doesn't give any context at all like that's he great. just quote tweets them with the video of him tossing grima down the stairs oh, that's amazing. It. <laughs> all right all right what is the name of frodo's sword sting Bingo. What monster does Gandalf the Grey fight in Mines of Moria? He fights uh, multiple monsters, but I believe what the uh, thing we're looking for here is the Balrog of Morgoth. That is correct. What is the name of Sauron's fortress? That would be uh, Isengard, and the tower is Orthanc. I like it. Taking it to the next level. Mm. All right. So you've passed easier, or I'm sorry, simple, simple as life in the okay, shire. Good. <laughs> so you passed that. We're moving on to intermediate. Here. All right. This is another 10 questions of intermediate. Okay. What is the name of Sauron's tower? Barad, uh, uh, yeah, Baradur. I shouldn't nod before you're finished. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was getting him confused or something. I haven't even I haven't even looked at the answers, so I, I just know that these are <laughs> correct. Um, <laughs> what is Frodo's undershirt made from? Mithril, which is also what I named one of my cars. I since got rid of it because it was not as strong as actual Mithril. <laughs> so, <laughs> which car? Because all your cars have been <laughs> they all break uh, down. It was the the Lexus GX, the like the Forerunner one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it it. it Kind of looked like Mithril, yeah, I'll but give then you it that. started peeling like crazy, and so it was like definitely not the same. 
this is one that if you've ever watched Lord of the Rings with anybody who likes Lord of the Rings will have mentioned he broke to you, his toe. What bone did? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> didn't bad. even have to ask the question. That's very telling. <laughs> Golly, Aragorn broke his toe, or Viggo uh, Mortensen rather broke his his toe. Viggo Mortensen yeah. kicking in. Uh, the Shire has been made into a tourist town. What is the name of that town? Hobbiton. Of what race does Aragorn belong to? Uh, the race of men, uh, descendant of Numenor, uh, Dunedain. So, I don't know if that's all, all part right. of it. Man of the West? No, it's just man. Okay. Uh, who is the father of Faramir and Boromir? Uh, the father of Faramir and Boromir is Denethor, son of Ecthelion. Yeah. Why did why do you I believe he's actually like I didn't get that right. Because I th- I want to say he's Denethor the second, but I don't know for sure. But but he's son of Ecthelion. No, I'm not positive. He is. Yes. So how is he Denethor the second? Because he Tolkien reuses names. Well, yeah, there's actually there's a Denethor earlier on, and there's a Thingol earlier on. Yeah, true. I yeah, maybe maybe that's a good point. Maybe I'm off on that. I could be. Um, what animal did Sam always want to see? What animal? Oh, Oliphant. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I was thinking like build a pony for some reason. I was think I was going to try to jump the jump the question because he said like what animal did Sam? And I was like build a pony. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, close, close. Uh, how many rings were made for men, dwarves, and elves? Altogether, you have uh, I think it's twenty because there's nine for men. There's seven for uh, dwarves. Three for the elves and then obviously one ring to rule them all one ring to rule them all all right what forest is the home of treebeard and the other ends so you pronounce this fangorn i've always thought it was fangorn uh i'm looking at a map i don't know fangorn is it fang fangorn. Uh, the g is in the middle it's f-a-n-g-o-r-n fangorn fang fang or yeah, Fangorn. Hmm. I don't know. That just sounds wrong. Fanghorn. There's no H though. It's. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> what river city is Faramir sent to defend? Oh, poor Osgiliath. What's a fun fact about Osgiliath? Um, it was. Uh, There's a couple. Of yeah, them. it was hit really, really hard by the plague in the Third Age. Great, the Great okay. Plague. Sure. It was also constructed by. I actually don't know. Is that the fact you're looking for? <laughs> no, no. It was actually the capital of of Gondor before right. um, Sauron really started taking form again. It was the capital. And then it was too close to Mordor. So they backed up to the, the walls of Minas Tirith, which means Tower of Guard. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Um, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right, well done. So you are t- 20 for 20 at this point. Yeah. Uh, advanced, tougher than Urukai armor. So this is movie um, version cool. here. What is the name of the Urukai lieutenant that kills Boron? Lurts. But yeah. he doesn't ever actually. Even a character in the books? I don't think so. No, but they don't even say no, Lurtz in the movie either. He doesn't. Yeah, ever, I don't he's know never that... given a name. Right. 
maybe like if you had subtitles on or something, it would say alerts. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like the subtitles would. Um, we just know that because of the, the trading card yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. Who is the only Lord of the Ringer? Lord of the Ringers. Wow. Lord of the Rings cast member to have met J.R.R. Tolkien. That's Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Lee, who's uh, also knighted and probably killed plenty of people, apparently. Apparently, his yes. days of the Special Forces of Britain or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild that he corrected Peter Jackson. He's like, yeah, it's not what somebody <laughs> sounds like when they get stabbed in the back. It's like, oh, okay. Oh. Yep, sure. <laughs> Never mind then. Never Take mind. it your way. Uh, this is... This is actually a good one, and I believe this is movies. Let me double check on the answers. Yes, okay. uh, this is movies. Uh, w- name all the gifts that Galadriel gives the Fellowship members as they leave Lothlorien. Just the movies version. So we have the uh, right. bow of the Gladrim to Legolas, the two uh, little daggers to Merry and Pippin. You have rope, uh, elven rope to Sam. You have the light Erendil to Frodo, three hand, three strands of hair to Gimli. I know Aragorn gets a cl- well. They all get cloaks, I guess. They all get uh, yeah. elven cloaks. Um, don't know about Boromir. I don't think he he doesn't get anything in the book or in the movies. No, he doesn't. That's a good point. Yeah, who am I missing? That's actually a really good point. Yeah, they just kind of skip over him. In the movies, um, let's see who else is alive at this. You point? actually got every. You fulfilled the answer there. Um, I'm pretty sure in the movies, and I could be wrong, but doesn't she give Aragorn a a sheath for the dagger that? Yeah, well, yeah, they like hand off. Uses to kill. Yeah, Lurtz. yeah, yeah. The the little when he's like saying you're being hunted. Yeah, he gives him like this little dagger thing. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it wasn't Gladriel that gave it to him. It was. Then, yeah. It, it was. That's the case. Was it Kelleborn? Yep. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right. How does Sauron communicate with Sauron? Through the Palantir, seeing stones. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna throw this one in here. Name the two seeing stones. Hmm. I do not know. One of them would be easy, because it's the one Sauron uses. Uh, called the Orthanc Stone. Oh, okay, Orthanc Stone. The other one would be the Bar. But how did Sauron get one? Why? Why would the Numenorians give him one? How did he get it? Hmm. Good question. I'm just throwing this random one in here to make it a little bit harder because this is too easy. (laughs) Uh, Does he? Does does he steal it? Well, yeah, obviously. I don't think it was a gift. Okay, well, then that's your answer. He stole it. <laughs> no. Which stone is it? Oh. I don't know. Uh, Gandalf in the book speculates that it is the Minas Ithil ah, stone, okay. which becomes Minas Morgul yeah, yeah, yeah. when okay. the Witch King takes it over. So, actually, this is really interesting because... I mean, maybe just interesting to me, but I've been playing. So, Shadow of Mordor is a is a PlayStation game you can play, and it's kind of this made up kind of lore uh, based off of obviously Tolkien lore in between the destruction of uh, like in the Third Age. So, after Sauron is defeated um, by Isildur, but before okay. all the events of Lord of the Rings. 
so then there's Shadow of Mordor, and then there's Shadow of War, and right now I'm I'm playing in Minas Ethel, and I have to find the Palantir and keep it safe mm. from Sauron, who's trying to take it, uh, which is actually kind of interesting. I was like, oh, this. So I, I, yeah, I guess I should have known that. That's a fun I didn't little know tie if that in. was actually legit or not. Because there's some back, like they're using like Shelob as kind of an Ongolianth character. Like she can shapeshift into like this, mm. like dark-haired woman. Like she's like kind of the, I don't know, oh, <laughs> like. Geez. But but then she can transform into a big old spider and stuff. And yeah. so it's it's actually a really interesting storyline. So that's a a quick side. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. It's cool that a game like that that is quite frankly fan fiction still. Yeah you know ties in a little bit um this is one that i probably wouldn't get uh how many academy awards did the 17. return of the king win that was a very quick answer it's wrong what <laughs> 11. no no no, no. Sorry, sorry sorry 17 is the total number of the trilogy i'm pretty sure oh really i think huh see i never have paid attention to any of that stuff so i I have no idea, but it it says the answer is eleven. Oh boy! For the okay, return. so yeah, I guess I didn't get that one. All right, this is a freebie. Who composed the music? Oh, my man, Howard Shore. <laughs> it's my study music every time I study. Uh, all right, what food does he forget that does Frodo forget the taste of as he travels through Mordor? Uh, I I mean. There's strawberries and cream on the on the ruins of Mount Doom. Yeah. yeah. It's strawberries. Okay. Yeah. Well done. What is a meeting of the Ents called? An Entmoot. An Entmoot. I like it. Uh, and then Aragorn has two other names in Lord of the Rings. What are they? Uh, Elisar and Strider. Nice. Can you think of any others? That he is called. I can think of two off the top of my head beside those. Besides those. Uh, hmm. And I think there's more. He has a lot of names. Yeah. No, I can't think of any. I mean, I'm sure I'll I'll recognize him once you tell me. You will. Um, Esta. Oh yeah, duh. Which From the, is what yeah, Arwen, Arwen, the elves, and calls him, and it's also. His mom gave him that yeah. name, um, but Estelle means hope, so it's a very fitting name for Aragorn. Mm. Uh, the other I can think of is Thorongil. Oh yeah, that's when, when he, he when he rode when with he... Theoden, right? No, I believe it's actually when he rode with Ecthelion. Oh yeah, because he was got jealous of him. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yep, mm. yep. Um, and there's one more name. Uh, wait, there might be two more. Oh boy. Well, I guess so. Telkintar is Strider in Quenya, mm, I believe, okay. or maybe in Sindarin, actually. Um, so maybe that counts as Strider. But there, I feel like there's one more. I don't know. Uh, just making it more fun. Yeah. Let's see. All right. So you have passed so far all the way through advanced. This is one question. It says impossible. <laughs> A trivia question fit for the Dark Lord, and you're going to get it immediately. <laughs> what is the name of the horse that rescues Aragorn in the Two Towers? I won't get it immediately. Don't let, fail let, me. Uh, it's, Don't fail me. It's, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, oh I remember this because it's so close to Prego, the, the spaghetti sauce. <laughs> or your wife. Well, yeah, when she was pregnant, yes. Brego uh, um, is yes. the horse's name. Brego. 
but yeah, I was I was well done. Associated it with Prego, the spaghetti sauce. That's fair. <laughs> well, that was That's fun. Fair. That was. I guess I only get missed one, which wasn't even really a Tolkien lore question. So I'll be alright with that. I mean, let's see. There was thirty-two total questions, so thirty-one out of thirty-two. Pretty good odds there. Every time I've well every time I've played like Lord of the Rings trivia, and I've only done it twice um, at like a brewery or whatever. And where do you find that? Because <laughs> like, how do you find that breweries are? Because ha- I want to do this so bad. Uh, yeah. So like, periodically, I'll just like look it up, see like Lord of the Rings trivia near me. Um, but I did see one. Cause I'll follow some breweries on like Facebook or Instagram and they'll post like, Oh, we're doing Lord of the Rings trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's only been twice since I've been able to drink, you know, being 21 years old. So, um, it's yeah. only twice in five years that I've been able to find it. But <clears throat> yeah, I did it. The first one I did with Nate and Ariel, that was a lot of fun. And we won second place because we didn't get the actor's name, uh, Awen for the movies oh miranda Otto. yeah yeah, yeah i mean uh, or and uh, yeah we didn't get that one or grima Gri- i didn't know who the actor was for grima oh i i don't know Grima. yeah i was like i, I don't know like but everything else we hit perfectly like we we nailed it and then the other one we we got first place um it was it was a tie for first place and then the last question was how many years from the uh from a sealed door to Bilbo picking up the ring was the tiebreaker for first place. Oh snap! And uh, probably like fifteen hundred, two and a half thousand, maybe two and a half. Okay, I remember in the okay. prologue, Galadriel's whole like t- for two and a half thousand years it waited. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's fair. It was like whoever gets huh. closest. It was like two two thousand five hundred and eighty six or something like that. But yeah, interesting. It was also a good time. Man, that sounds fun. It was. It was that fun. sounds like a lot of fun though. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so we're going to move forward into some of these frequently asked questions. Uh, just kind of some random ones that we. Oh, shoot. I just opened up some software. I clicked the wrong one. Camera's going to go away and we're back. <laughs> All right. Uh, they're both purple. They're both purple. I don't know um, what you're talking about right now. So just some. <laughs> that's okay. The icons that I was opening, I was trying to open up OneNote where we keep know, our yeah, notes. Yeah. Yeah. And I accidentally opened up Clip champ which is the editing that i gotcha. use because they are both purple similar, and i have them right next to each other ah, of course all right uh, anyways all right so first up here this is a frequently asked question uh do balrogs have wings and can they fly what's your opinion on that i mean every artist depiction you've seen uh including so i so it's kind of funny so we see wings in the peter jackson version of balrogs uh he doesn't the balrog doesn't use the wings so he doesn't it doesn't seem like he can fly obviously since he fell uh downward i feel like you could also make a case that he can't fly but in the animated lord of the rings um i forget the the guy who directed that but anyway he he does have wings and he does kind of float with the wings Hmm. Um, but he still ends up falling. So I would say, I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember any kind of distri- description of the Balrogs from, uh, Tolkien. I kind of wonder if it's more so like there's, it's different from Balrog to Balrog or if they're not all the exact same. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, 
I, based on my knowledge, I don't think they had wings. I think that that's um, kind of like a little stretch that Peter Jackson made, and which is a frequent uh, mistake because let me just read you a couple of things here. Uh, in describing the Balrog, the shadow about it reached out like two vast wings. Ah. And then there's another part where uh, the Balrog stepped forward slowly on the bridge and suddenly it drew itself up to a great height and its wings were spread from wall to wall. So when you hear those two back to back, you think, oh, the shadow was stretched across like two big wings. And then when it stepped up onto the bridge, yeah. that shadow cast from wall to wall. Gotcha. I think that's what Tolkien meant as opposed to his like taking it literally mm. and saying his wings. Yeah, I gotcha. But there's another passage in the Silmarillion um, where the the Balrogs flee after after the death of Morgoth, and Tolkien says that swiftly they arose and they passed with winged speed mm. over Hithlum. So it is confusing. I think it makes sense why people would misinterpret that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. And and I mean, people also too wonder because Peter mm. Jackson's Balrog is ginormous. But they weren't actually yeah. that big, right? Like they were. I mean, same with like Ents. They weren't that large as Peter Jackson put them. They were like, you know, 12 feet tall, as if I remember correctly. Well, to be fair, most of the time, well, I guess not always, but most of the time you're seeing the Ents, it's well, like, in yeah, contrast with Hobbits. Sure. So, so they got to look <laughs> massive. Uh, yeah. 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 I think they are like 12 to 14 feet tall, which. Out here in Michigan, our trees are freaking massive. They're like 30, 40 right. feet tall. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe the Ents weren't really as big as you think. Right. Uh, and I don't know about the size of the Balrogs. I, I don't think they're maybe as big as in Peter Jackson's version. Yeah, but. that's fair. So I don't know. I, I, Tolkien doesn't explicitly say if they had wings or not. And therefore, I think it's up to the reader yeah. to decide. Sure. However, the way I interpret that is probably not. It is it is interesting All the right. amount of detail that he puts into that and how it can be again taken either way. You know, if you want them to have wings, I guess they can have wings. Um but yeah, it wouldn't there's not nothing explicit that says they fly around everywhere, but right. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. All right, next FAQ that we're going to talk about here and quite frankly, this would be a fun podcast idea. Um down the road to actually put a lot of research into uh but who was tom Bond? Ah, yeah 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 that would be a lot of fun there's, there's a lot of people that have done a bunch of like either podcasts or youtube videos on him and this, the mystery and the speculation yeah. of him um who he was as a as a title is just eldest um right i mean that's kind of what how he introduces yeah, is, himself what, to what does he call i am before he does introduce something like that way, yeah um let me see if I can find that. What do, what do they call him in the Council of Elrond? He calls himself, or they call him like Ianwe Banadist or something like that, meaning oldest yeah. and fatherless, I believe it is. They talk about him in the Council of Elrond chapter. Yep. But yeah, he does introduce himself as, as eldest to the hobbits in the Old Forest. So yeah. I'm not too sure. Um, but what do you think? Who do you think he is? I would love to think that he is, and I, I don't necessarily know if this, I, I don't necessarily believe this is true, but I would love to think that he's Ilavatar hanging out in his own world and 
I think because Tolkien or well, so two two things: either Ilavatar kind of hanging out, having a little bit of influence on his world, kind of as a person, or to go real meta on you here, it's Tolkien himself. He put himself what? in his book as Tom Bombadil. I mean, you think about it, he's got him and Goldberry. Mm. And, I mean, his wife is everything to him. He loves all living things and animals, and, and he's singing songs all the time. He's creating poetry. And he has this, like, incredible magic that is unexplained and is honestly overpowered when you think about it. I don't think Tolkien would do that, but I think it'd be kind of cool for him to be like, yeah, this is me in the story. And I'm just kind of having fun in my own world. I don't know. Hmm. So that's interesting. And I, I've thought about that too. I, I like the idea that he's Eru, kind of like you said. Like he's, he's there in this world that he, he sang it into, I mean, with the help of the right, Balar, but right. he sang it in. It was his power that brought the world together, uh, even though the Valar, you know, sang about what they wanted in the world. It was still his power. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that gives me pause with that theory is again in the council of Elrond when they're talking about him. Cause they're like, Oh, maybe we should have invited him here. Yeah, he and then go. they're <laughs> like, Oh, maybe we should. Yeah. Well, they say that. And then they're also like, well, if, if the ring has no power over him, like let's just take the, take the ring yeah, or no, they say, him and... they say he has power over the ring. And they're like, eh, I wouldn't say that. I'd say the ring doesn't have any power over him. Yeah. But they're like, but we can't get back and give it to him. And they say, and if all else falls, he will fall as well. And I, th- I think it's Gandalf. It might be Elrond that says he will fall last as he was first. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that would imply that he would die, right? Yeah. If 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 Sauron takes over all of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. he would fall. Granted, he'd fall last, but I don't think Eru would fall to one of his lesser beings. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, not intentionally, anyway. Or, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only thing that I like that I like that theory a lot, especially because he sings so much yeah. and all that. The other thing is, okay, well then, if if that is Eru, who the heck is the River Daughter? Like, where did Goldberry come right. from? Yeah, <laughs> you know, was yeah. He just like, hey, I need somebody. <laughs> it's not fit for man to live alone. Know. You know, I'm gonna create yeah, for myself exactly. a little. Little. <laughs> uh, that's what I, I'm not gonna lie. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> welcome to online yep, online yep. talking. Um, I was just going to say, I really like your theory that I had never heard the theory that Tolkien inserted himself into the story, but I kind of like that because if you think about it, Tom Bombadil literally adds nothing to the story yep. at all, except questions. The only thing he adds <laughs> to the story is questions. Which is very so Tolkien-esque, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just adding depth where there doesn't necessarily need to be depth that doesn't push the story forward in any way, shape, or form. Right. But at the same time, it's an awesome part of the book. I love that part of the book. Yeah, it's it's super fascinating. And again, like you said, who, where does Goldberry come from? I mean, it very well could be like he's just like, yeah, this is me and Edith hanging out and in my in my universe that I created and spent so much time in um, in my brain, you know. Right. But I, I I don't know if he would do that. That's that's the other thing, like. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't really sound like his mo because that's kind of cheesy, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it, it is, but then again, if you never tell anybody that that's what you're doing and people only speculate about it, it's like yeah, 
it could just be a fun way to, you know, kind of like an, insert yourself, and, but you're not trying to take credit for anything, yeah. you know? Kind of like an artist who, like, hides their signature in their painting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually... Hmm. <laughs> now you're making me think. Maybe Tolkien was hiding his signature of himself in his own... That would be next level. I like... Where did... Did you come up with that, or did you hear I, that somewhere? I don't know where... I heard it. It might have been. I know the Swole Hiram did a podcast on Tom Bombadil that I listened to, and I've also mm. watched a couple different YouTube videos um, that other people have done. Like I think Nerd of the Rings did one. Um, so, but I don't think it's a original thought, but something that sure I've been thinking about whenever I think about Tom yeah. Bombadil. I, th- I think the easiest theory is just that he's one of the Valar. Yeah. That decided to go down to middle earth at yeah. some point probably at the very beginning of creation yeah. maybe during maybe during the music he was like i like this place i'm gonna sing myself down there yeah. you know yeah and then goldberry could also be you know one of the female valar you know married they're often married right the valar are so <laughs> yeah and and i know tolkien mentions that there were some valar that didn't go down that still partook in the singing and all this and that. So there were more Valar than I think there's 12, um, mm-hmm. than the 12 that were, you know, that are Prominent, mentioned in yeah. Silmarillion. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun one to speculate, but it would be a fun one to do some research on and come up, like kind of get all the theories yeah. and discuss yeah. it. It's good. All right. This one. Yeah. This one is kind of interesting. Who is older Tom Bombadil or Treebeard? Um, because, Celeborn calls Treebeard eldest mm-hmm. when he talks to him. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, that. I guess it depends on when you think Tom Bombadil got to Middle Earth because. Uh, yeah, that's I good imagine caveat. that Treebeard was sang into being at the very beginning during the time of the Valar, right? Yeah. At the very beginning with the music. Yeah, I would say if you're going by Middle Earth timeline, it's probably Treebeard. He's been in Middle Earth longer, I would imagine, um, as far as like who is actually mm-hmm. oldest, um, as far as who is created. I mean, again, it, it all goes back to who you think Tom Bombadil is because. <laughs> true, true. Because if it is Tolkien himself, he's not that old. Uh, true. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and at one point, too, doesn't. Um, doesn't Treebeard say something about there's trees in this forest? Speaking of Fangorn, uh, saying like there's trees in this forest that are older than I am. So I don't. Yeah, know. I don't remember that specifically, but you might be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. That one's yeah, whatever. It's kind of a fun question, but not one I really care to spend too much time. I'm on. curious to hear your uh, thoughts is, on this next one. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but uh, yeah, so is, I know the reincarnation good. thing for elves is real. We've seen like, who do we actually see of all the elves who comes back? So Glorfindel comes back. Finrod. Does he come back? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of it, any others. You're giving me that smirk like, I know, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the only one. Is he the only one? Okay. Huh. So, just to give a little backstory, when elves die, they are sent to the Halls of Mandos. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he's one of the Valar in Valinor, and he judges the souls of the people yeah. that were sent to him. 
And so when an elf dies, he's sent to the he or she is sent to the halls of Mandos. And then assuming Mandos decides that they were good people and he doesn't need to hold them for a certain period of time to redeem some quality. They get to be reincarnated, but they go to Valinor. Yeah. Okay. So like Fenrod, um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Fenrod left his wife when he went from uh, Valinor to Middle Earth, and then when he died, he got to rejoin okay. with her. Yeah. So he was reincarnated, but he never came back to Middle Earth. Mm. Gotcha. So Glorfindel is the only yeah. one we know for sure that came back. At least if he's claiming that title as as his name. Um, Mm. yeah and i from what i have gathered from uh just reading about this in the past i believe that uh tolkien really liked the name glorfindel and in doing so and again you have to he wasn't using word he was using a typewriter not even really a typewriter he was he was handwriting everything and so papers are scattered here scattered there and he actually created two Glorfindels Mm. and then didn't realize that they were the same name because he liked the name and then, but he had story plotted out for both of them and then was like, well, shoot, (laughs) (laughs) I really like the name. You know what? I'll just have him reincarnated. Um, Do you remember how Glorfindel died originally? Uh, Did he, he died fighting a Balrog, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember when? Battle of, uh, not the Battle of Unnumbered Tears, the uh, Battle of Sudden Flame, Dagor Bragalach. No? I like how you said that. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, no, it was during the uh, Fall of Gondolin. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it makes sense that Mandos would agree that he was, you know, worthy of being reincarnated and sent back. Sure. Uh, Tolkien never says when he came back. Did he come back with the Istari? I don't know. Mm, yeah. Kind of a fun one, but yes, the answer to that, are they the same? Yeah. Yep, it's the same one. I don't know if it was intentional to start or not, but yeah. there are indeed. Um, next question. What is known of the other two wizards? This is... Do you, do you know anything there? What, what are their... They're the blues. Like they, they have a, Yeah, the yeah, blue wizards. The two blue yep. wizards. So this is really funny. In the Hobbit movies, when Bilbo asks... Uh, Gandalf if there's other wizards and he's like there's Saruman the white you know he's the order the head of our council there's Radagast the brown and he says there's the two blueses and he pauses and he goes I've quite forgotten their names because Peter Jackson didn't have rights to (laughs) to Uh, the blue wizards and so he just like has that (laughs) kind of pause and like I've quite forgotten their names (laughs) and they just leave it there oh my god so he 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 includes them like you know he, he admits that they're there he just claims that Gandalf doesn't remember who they are. <laughs> Interesting. I actually like their names. Um, they were both followers of Arome and their names were Alatar and Palando. That's cool. Alatar and Palando. Which I think are cool names. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they like hold out in Rune for a long time? Yeah. So the things that I... So if you read the Unfinished Tales, uh, the two blue wizards... Both of them go to Rune. They they go east, yeah. right? Which Rune is to the east, obviously. Yep. It's kind of north of Mordor, but that far east. And Tolkien doesn't really say much about him, but he says, like, 
maybe they took up kind of like Sauron did where they started ruling over people and mm-hmm. doing dark magic and teaching things and causing up, you know, strife in them against other people. Like they forgot their purpose and went bad. But then I believe it's later in like some of Tolkien's letters that he said that they actually stayed true. We just don't know how they did, but they were stir up rebellion against Sauron. Okay. So it's like, I guess they're, it's a kind of an open-ended one. Sure. It'd be cool to see. I mean, obviously they don't have a whole lot of like story behind them, but it'd be fun to see like a, even like a fan fiction where you say, Hey, I like, this is, this is my idea for these characters, you know, rather than trying to say, Oh, this is Tolkien's work, you know, like rings of power did and create fan fiction that way. But if they like legitimately be like, this mm-hmm. is fan fiction, you know, this would be cool to see their travels and journeys and fights and stuff like that. Um, I think that'd be kind of neat. Well, I mean, and here we go on the rings of power crap again, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like, instead of, okay, let's have Gandalf randomly show up. It's like, if they would have just done the, two blue wizards they could have come up with their own they could have made it feel like gandalf because they're a starry blah 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 yeah you know kept you guessing maybe it is gandalf and who knows they probably heard all this crap and they're like oh we're gonna change the story because they figured it out (laughs) um but i don't know they could have taken the blue wizards and like you said done it just exactly what you said showed their journeys showed their you know what they did to fight against Sauron, all these different things. They could have done that and they just decided not to. Well, we don't know if it's Gandalf yet. We just have the nose thing. I think maybe yeah. all wizards have good noses. I think that's probably what they're maybe tricking us with. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of ridiculous the that whole like even just thinking back to it after we've gone through like Children of Hurin and you know again rereading some of the stuff in the Hobbit and and Lord of the Rings. I just look back at that and I'm like, what, what in the world were they thinking with this like mystery guy who couldn't talk for seven or eight episodes and all of a sudden like starts talking fluently because he defeated these wraith things that I just, it was, I'm like, where is this coming from? Tangent. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's a fine tangent. I actually, I watched a video of, um, men of the West on YouTube about the show. And he, he's, he was pretty fair. Cause he, he didn't like the show, but he basically said, I, I really, I gave it a lot of hate when it came out and maybe it wasn't as deserved because I haven't even thought of the show since then. So his, <laughs> his point was like, if a show's really good, I'm going to keep talking about it. And if a show's really, really bad, I'm going to keep talking about it. But it was just so bleh that I forgot about it. And That's I was like, true. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've not thought about That's it pretty accurate. hardly at all. And I think, with how much hype wow. it had coming out too, to just be completely leveled at this point. I mean, I'll still see things posted every once in a while, like, Oh, filming's finished for season two or whatever, but they're just, it, they completely lost any momentum they had. You know, you think of other shows like the last of us that everyone was like super high on and they're excited for season two and, you know, ready for, for that. And there's just no excitement for this. I don't think even from the people who quote unquote liked it. Like even if you did, you're not like sitting here waiting. Oh, I can't wait till season two. It's going to be amazing. It's like (laughs) you forgot it even existed. Well, I mean, anytime you, you hear of like a really good show, the best advertising is always word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the initial marketing push is just to get people to watch it at the start. But then if the show's good enough, word of mouth will drive it through the charts, right? Like, 
like you said, The Last of Us, or I don't know, I haven't watched many TV shows, but there's plenty of examples. Whereas with Rings of Power, only a third, based on the data that came out, only a third of the people that watched the first episode watched the last episode. Wow. A third of the, so instead of increasing, yeah. they decreased by thirty three or by sixty percent. Yeah, yeah. Huh. They only retained thirty three percent. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, anyways, that's just a random side tangent. Yeah, yeah. We could keep talking about that for a while, but yeah, let's move on to the next one. This is a. I, I can. Yeah, I can hate on Rings of Power. We can all do day. this for a while, uh, but like you said, nobody cares at this point anyway. So there's no point in doing that. Um, but this next this next yeah, question is really yeah. good. I've actually wondered this. Ariel asked me this. I think last time we were watching, and I was like, I don't think I have an answer to it. Yeah. Well, what's the question? I thought I, thought I was trying to like lead you into it. You know, I was. Like, <laughs> You're setting yeah. me up. All right. Are there f- any female orcs? Uh, I, so what did you tell Ariel? I said, I don't know how they reproduce, you know, obviously in the movies, Peter Jackson just has them like spawning out of the ground. Like they're kind of being created like plants, honestly, like they're being farmed. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah that I do know that they talk about like this, like spawning a lot. And so if that's reproducing with a female orc, or if that's, I don't know. I know there's no like actual relationships. You know, there's no pleasurable like male female relationship. If if there is a female, all it is for is just spawning and reproducing, kind of like you would. Yeah, I don't know, schools of fish or something like that. Yeah, I. I... Your your microphone's kaput. Oh, can you hear yeah, me now? Yeah, you're good. Yep. Uh, okay, I think we just froze. I was saying, in Rings of Power, females finally got their representation amongst the orcs. So, <laughs> um, wow. I guess there could be female orcs. They did. They did. You didn't notice that? I did not notice that. I thought you were referencing the ladder. female. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know, like, when they were dressed up as the villagers. Is that what you're talking about? Like, when they. No, they. I just remember there were female orcs. I don't remember exactly when because I watched all those episodes once and forgot about them for the Same. most part. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, there were female orcs, so they got the representation. Um, I don't know if there were or not. I know that the origin of orcs has been widely debated, and I know there's talk of like twisting elves, right? Mm-hmm. But Tolkien himself actually said that he basically didn't like that idea because if they're like I don't know how to say this like sentient in a way then they would have to have some ability to be redeemed yeah but he didn't want them to have the ability to be redeemed sure. he just wanted them as bad guys so which again goes I against I know that he ever truly fleshed it out it goes against the kind of social justice push of rings of power where you, when you have uh what's his face I don't even remember his name the, the one good actor in the whole show yeah the father of the Irks saying, Hey, we're just trying to yeah. live peacefully. We're just trying to be our own people. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're orcs. Yeah. Well, it, because, uh, because Sauron had such a hold on their minds. Right. So like when Sauron was destroyed, the orcs just scattered, like they had no idea what to do with themselves. 
So they didn't have right. really their own thinking. They didn't have their own. I mean, they did because we see a lot of conversations and we see selfishness. We see betrayal in some of those orcs, you know, Gorbag and uh, definite greed. greed and, yeah. Sure. But they're still being controlled. Like they still are brainwashed. Maybe is the right word for their task at hand. They don't have any other purpose. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. I don't, I don't know how to flesh that one out. Honestly, it's again, it's just one of Tolkien's loose ends that you get to kind of just decide what you think of it in your own, in your own terms. Maybe there's clones. (laughs) There's Caminos off the coast a little bit. (laughs) Combine the worlds. Let's do it. Uh, Have you seen? All right. Last one here. Oh, go ahead. Have you seen the meme with, uh, do you know, like obviously episode three, star Wars, Anakin Skywalker, walks in and kills all the Padawans, like all the young Padawans. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's Anakin standing there with his blue lightsaber, but instead of on, like, in Anakin's face, it's Denethor's face. But then the next, like, panel is all the kids, instead of their faces, it's a, it's a tomato on their head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The internet is it's, actually a wonderful thing. It's so crazy that what people come oh, up man. with. I just died laughing. It's, it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible yeah. maybe i don't know how much time i'll have to edit the youtube side of this yeah put it in there maybe i'll try to find that meme and put it up on this screen <laughs> i love that oh man all right last one and we're not going to spend much time on this because we have a whole episode talking yeah, go about these things the and we touch on that quite a bit let's see i don't uh what episode was that concerning, concerning episode Eagles. 10 it looks like perhaps I think that's off of what uh, actually. Yeah, I, our document and our Spotify list is probably a little bit different. So we're not going to spend much time on this. Uh, just go back and listen to our episode on the Eagles. It's actually fantastic. We had a great time. Yeah, with that, that was a lot one. of and fun. And it's an older one uh, back before we got nice mics, or at least I did. Um, but the question is, why didn't e- the Eagles just take the ring straight to Mordor? So Sam, summarize it for us. Well, so first of all, it is uh, episode... Um, it was actually almost a, a completely a year ago. It was September 19th, 2023, mm. or 2022. Ooh, fantastic. So, but it is we go. our eighth episode, ninth episode. But yeah. Um, so the Eagles are sentient beings. You don't see this in the Lord of the Rings movies at all, which, I mean, I get it. It would probably... Con- fuse things and make it more complicated but the eagles are their own race and they don't really have any allegiance to anybody uh they obviously don't like orcs they don't like uh sauron and what he's trying to do so whenever we see them we see them fighting for the good guys but they're not just air taxis they're not just going to be airdropping people wherever they want to go because um they've got their own stuff to do and it's really hard to find the eagles like they come to you not the other way around we can't just like I mean, yeah, you have Gandalf like talking to the moth in the movies, so like, hey, go go tell him. But really, I mean, their their ires are way higher than any man or elf could get to, and uh, yeah, they they see through everything, which is kind of crazy. And so they're they're really just incredible creatures that would not really humble themselves to such task and risk getting attacked by the Nazgul and and everything else. Yeah, that's that's a big one is people don't realize that Sauron had his own air force. And yes, at the end, the Eagles show up and help out. Uh, but I don't know that it would have been a great idea for the Eagles to try to just fly it in. Because guess what? The Nazgul see you coming. Sauron feels the presence of the ring. 
you have this big battle, it's like 50-50, let's hope we can destroy the ring. Uh, the reason it worked for Frodo and Sam to destroy the ring by walking it into Mordor is because Sauron had entirely forgotten about hobbits. Yeah. He didn't see them as a threat at all. And so it was a very sneaky way of destroying the ring. And then also Tolkien, <laughs> there's something along the lines of he just says it like, ruined the story. to somebody who was bugging him about it. He was like, it would ruin the story. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Something just like that. Yeah, it was a letter um, he sent, I think, to somebody um, because he said, if that just happened... If, if if they could just be called upon at any point, then yeah, there'd be no reason for a story at all. Like we would, if if they were that amazing, you know, there's no there's right. no point for anything. But right, well, and that kind of goes for if you've looked at a map of Middle Earth, there's this speculation like, okay, I guess that it was this great big journey, but why didn't Gandalf just tell like, the hobbits to the ocean on the west coast and just sail down the coast ah. <laughs> down to like Gondor and just bypass, you know, the first three books basically. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I got to imagine there's some pretty crazy sea monsters out there though that would uh You would think so. Yeah, if you got washed in the water, you you've got so. some other crazy stuff, I'm sure. I feel you. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much all the questions here. Uh yeah, just kind of a fun little episode to just talk some Tolkien. It's been a while since we were able to do this. So yeah. I appreciate you jumping on. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun. I, I think these are good questions. The The quiz was was fun as well. Um, that's one thing. It's fun to have an outlet to get some of this out because nobody wants to hear me when I talk. start talking Tolkien, like at work or <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, people, my, my friends hanging out. And so... I'm glad we have you, Fellowship, that does hopefully care about us talking Tolkien and find some uh, intrigue in our findings, in our research, uh, because we do spend a lot of time on this. I mean, this one obviously was just a, a, a you know, fly by the seat of our pants kind of episode, but uh, we do spend a lot of time on, on the research, especially when we were doing Children of Hurin, or if we're doing like a specific topic, we spend a lot of time reading uh, through all the different resources and stuff and and we enjoy it yep. we, we definitely enjoy it um, but hopefully you guys enjoy it as well and can come up with your own questions for us as well because these are frequently asked questions that the internet has but what are your questions let us know let us know what questions you have we can make that a segment even part of the podcast at the beginning like hey you know andrew sent in this question or nate has this question or caleb has this question like i mean we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys you can just email those questions or text us if you have our our phone numbers or hit us up on social media whatever it is yeah, we'd love to hear any random questions or like we mentioned every time the tidings of the fellowship. We'd love to. Oh, this is going to go on YouTube, Sam. So are, are you OK with yeah, I'll keep them little man being on YouTube? Okay, my okay. Way. It's up to you. I'm just wanting to be respectful. Oh, there he it's is. My little Baron. Move up your camera. Move him up a little bit. You can't see him too well. He's hiding behind the mic. Oh, there he is. He's my oh, little bear. Oh, my gosh. Hey, boy. You want to say hi? Oh, man. You've got a loud He's voice. Like, I don't know what that means, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening, I'm holding you my, are. I'm holding my three week old baby yes. on my shoulder right now. My wife just brought him. The to eagle me. just airdropped Baron to Sam. That's right. <laughs> yes, he just oh, he just got a glimpse man. of the hidden city, uh, the you know, uh, hidden city gondolin. So he's he's having a good time. 
<laughs> All right, Sam. Well, why don't you sign us off here? All righty. You know what it is. It is time to call for aid, and that's what Gondor is doing. We are Gondor. We're breaking in the halls of Metaseld and shouting, Gondor calls for aid. Will you, Rohan, answer? So if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Again, not just on our podcast, but also on our YouTube channel as well, Well Earned Comforts. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking, so send in any questions or thoughts you have on whatever you want to talk about, Tolkien. We'd love to share that with you guys. You can email us at weckpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you guys and be a part of this fellowship as well. So uh, what to expect next time? We don't know. We will figure that out as we get there. You never know where your feet are going to be swept off to. So uh, thank you so much for joining us for some well-earned comforts. But until next time, we bid you a very fond farewell. I'll show Seth his face. Nice. Uh, let me see. Hey, buddy. Isn't it funny how much more comfortable you get moving him around? Like, at first, you're so... Yeah, you're terrified. You're like, I don't want to hurt it. And then you're like, all right, I can just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's a durable little guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's cute. He just, Hi, buddy. He just woke up, I think. Or is trying to wake up. <laughs>